Well, today we have a scholar of the law testing Jesus a little bit on the commandments. And I think we can think of our Ten Commandments sort of like the foundation of a house. And I like to call them the two major love commandments, love of God and love of neighbor. So the commandment to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind really encompasses the first table of the Ten Commandments. And the second, to love our neighbor as ourself, really encompasses the second table of the commandments, love of God and love of neighbor. And we're told that the whole of the law is based on love of God and love of neighbor. Well, as disciples, we need to get this right, this idea of loving God first as the foundation for all the other relationships in our lives. It is this love of God that impels us to go out into the world and treat others that we encounter with the same love that we have received from God himself. Last weekend, Father Stephen gave a beautiful homily and talked about the centrality of the Eucharist as the source and summit of our spiritual life. And he reminded us what a precious gift it is that we receive each time we come forward to receive the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, and that we shouldn't allow our reception of that sacrament to become routine. In fact, Father said if we don't get this right, if we don't get the Eucharist right, we won't get other aspects of our faith life right as well. Well, this weekend, I would like to focus on our celebration of Sunday, our celebration of the Lord's Day, as one of the principal ways that you and I show God our love, love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. And I would suggest to you that if we don't get Sunday right, if we don't put this at the head of the week and make this a very special day, we won't get the rest of our week right either. Sunday is the Lord's Day. It's a gift from God, a gift that he wants us to spend in a very beautiful way. Well, as you probably know, in our busy lives, we've sort of lost this sense of Sunday as a day set apart for the Lord. I'm old enough to remember the days when you couldn't go to a shopping mall on a Sunday. Those malls were closed on Sunday. A lot of stores were closed on Sunday. And that was in favor of the Lord's Day, keeping that day as a holy day. And that's all kind of gone by the boards now. Sunday in our country is given to football and video games and mall excursions. And even work has taken the place for some of us of keeping Sunday as a day holy and dedicated to the Lord. Now, I want to recognize that for some of us, Sunday is a day when we are required to work. And if that's the case for you, then I would encourage you to think about how you can set a portion of that Sunday aside and dedicate it to the Lord. And so God is calling us today to open our hearts to receive the gifts of the Lord's day, a gift of celebration and joy as we receive together the Eucharist, a day of rest and silence and peace. Well, I'd like to start by talking about the idea of celebrating the Lord's Day. 
You know, the Lord's Day is our celebration of the resurrection, the celebration of Jesus Christ rising from the tomb. And so the focus of our Sunday should always be on the Eucharist. That's where this celebration starts. This is where we bring all the worries and struggles and difficulties of the week and we lay them on that altar. And then we receive from Jesus his very body and blood to strengthen us in our journey for the week to come. Sunday is a day of celebration and silence and rest. Sunday is a good day to spend with family, with friends, with guests. You know, I um, confess that we don't always do Sunday very well in my family, but one of the things that we try to do at least a couple of times a month is to get the whole gang over for a meal. And that table is getting bigger and bigger all the time, trust me. But it's a beautiful thing for me to come and be part of this community to assist at two masses and then to go home and prepare that meal uh, for the family. And so Sunday can be very special simply by placing the tablecloth on the table and putting some candles out, maybe setting the table with the good dishes, bringing everyone together at that table to celebrate the goodness of our God. Sunday is a day for being together, not so much a day for individual pursuits. And I know as our families start to grow, sometimes it's hard to get everybody on the same page. Again, maybe take a portion of Sunday and say, this is our time together as a family. Let's all be together. So a question for us to consider is, how is Sunday different from any other day of the week? How well do I celebrate the Lord's Day and recognize it as a holy day? Well, a second aspect of our celebration of Sunday is the idea of Sunday rest. Are you tired? I am so tired today. Father Stephen is tired today. We were talking about that as we prayed together this morning. I was up with uh, four-month-old grandsons last night a bit, so I'm a little, little road-weary today. But I think for most of us, we struggle with getting enough physical rest, enough rest from our labors. I don't know about you, but I feel really pressed oftentimes, really kind of pushed to my limits with working and family and ministry and all the things that are part of our lives. And those are all good things, but sometimes they can kind of tire us out. And if you're anything like me, you're probably trying to fit everything in to an already jam-packed week, trying to please everyone around you and not finding time for yourself, time to be alone with the Lord. And so this idea of Sunday rest is a beautiful gift that God wants to give us. You know, our Lord rested on the seventh day from all that he created, and God made Sunday as a day of rest. So again, if we can avoid work on Sunday, that's a beautiful way for us to enter into that rest. Well, in addition to physical rest, maybe taking a nice nap on Sunday afternoon, we might consider some other ways of resting in the Lord, spending a little bit of time with scripture, spending some time with spiritual reading, maybe playing board games as a family, listening to music, taking a walk or taking a drive, and even visiting the sick or shut-ins, a beautiful thing to do on Sunday. My brothers and sisters, many of us don't know how to rest. We're so busy and we're running here and running there. 
And Sunday is really a day for us to rest in the loving arms of our Father as his beloved children. So a question for us to ponder today is, how is God calling me to rest on Sunday? How is God calling me to rest? Well, a third aspect of our celebration of Sunday is the idea of Sunday silence. One of my very favorite passages in all of Scripture is Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. We have so much noise all around us, don't we? All the things of the world, television and radio and media blaring at us all the time. How will you and I hear the still, small voice of the Lord amidst all of the din? Many of us struggle with the idea of being quiet, of being still. And I confess I'm one of those people. But you know, I had a beautiful experience this week. I had an opportunity to spend an hour with the Lord in the Adoration Chapel before I started my day on Wednesday. And if you haven't been there yet, I want to encourage you to visit the chapel and spend that hour. It's a beautiful way for us to enter into that silence and that peace. Well, it goes without saying that Sunday is a good day for us to fast a little bit from some of the electronics that kind of uh, uh, take priority over our lives. At least they do for me, always checking email or checking the computer. Um, Again, maybe carving out a little time in the day when we say, you know what, I'm not going to go on the computer for the next couple of hours. I'm going to spend this time in quiet and listen for the Lord to speak to me. So a question for us here. Am I comfortable with silence? Am I comfortable with stillness? What is God calling me to do in this area of my life? How can I be more silent and still to make more room to hear his voice? Well, there's a sense in which, as we think about all these things, that we need to think about how we integrate faith into our very busy lives. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, a description that we use oftentimes when we talk about balance. I'm trying to find balance in my life, right? And balance suggests that everything is equal, okay? So my, my work life and my social life and my family life, that everything has equal play. And what happens when we do that is that the thing that cries out to us the loudest will likely be the thing that gets most of our time and attention and everything else kind of fades back. I want to suggest that we consider the concept of integration. How do we integrate our faith into every aspect of our lives, our social life, our work life, our personal life? God wants to be the center of our very lives. And can we allow him to do that by integrating our faith into all the areas of our life? In doing that, we bring life the life of Christ to every encounter that we have out in the world and in our homes and certainly here in church. Well, what happens if we don't celebrate Sunday well? Well, first of all, I think obviously we run the risk of allowing the worldly pursuits to overtake our lives. Bit by bit, they start to encroach on us and God gets pushed to the side and gets lost we become what I would call disintegrated. To be integrated is to have our faith 
joined in every part of our life, to be disintegrated is to have things start to fall apart, things start to fall away. We get swallowed up by a lack of silence, a lack of rest, and a lack of celebration of the goodness of God in our lives. I would suggest to you that if we don't celebrate the Lord's Day well, the other celebrations of our lives will become void of meaning. They'll become empty because God is not present in them. We need to be grounded in the love of the Lord. Well, how do we do this? How do we even begin to think about doing this? It's a lot to think about, isn't it? My suggestion for us today is that we start out small. We can't expect to make all kinds of changes at once, but we can begin with something simple. And maybe for your family, that's just getting everyone around the dinner table for a nice Sunday meal, or starting a practice of taking some quiet time, having the house just be quiet for a period of time on a Sunday. We need to be deliberate about our planning for Sunday. Uh, many people I have talked to who do this well actually start planning for Sunday early in the week. How are we going to spend the Lord's Day this week? What are we going to do together as a family? How are we going to make this day a day set apart for the Lord? And finally, of course, we should take this to prayer, always to prayer. What is God calling me to do, calling us to do, to celebrate Sunday well? My brothers and sisters, as disciples of Christ, we are called to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. And I want to suggest to you that that begins with a worthy celebration of the Lord's Day. Let's take that into our hearts today and begin to make some changes. Amen?